Hi, this is Donna Valentino. Welcome to Kick It With Donna. Are you ready to get real? Let's talk. We are doing a podcast today on freedom from abuse. Everyone has freedom from something. And Simone McKinstry, did yes. I say it right? Yes. Okay, I, I have screwed up her name more than one time, so I'm just making sure I'm saying it right. She's a friend, a new friend for me, and she's actually the sister of Carla Bedford, someone I've done a podcast with who is the owner and founder of MedSpa Studios. So Simone is new to Texas, and she is going to talk about the relationship that she had with a man and how that relationship brought her to Texas and why that relationship brought her to Texas. So I'm, I'll start off with, obviously, not going to give his name, mm-hmm. but how long have you been in Texas? Um, I've been back for a little less than a month. Okay, so she really is a newbie. <laughs> you enjoying this nice hot weather? I I can deal with it. Okay. Without the humidity, I can handle it. Right. Well, we it's just beastly hot here. But other than that, you lived, where did you live before you um, came here? D.C. Washington, D.C. is where I was at, or actually in the um, in Maryland, but right in the DMV area. Okay. Give us a little bit of a description of what your relationship was like with this man. Uh, it started out, um, he was a very kind man, um, seemed very um, overly interested in me. <laughs> wanting to get serious extremely fast. Like he said, from the first date, he knew I was the one he was going to marry. I was the one for him, which to me were warning signs, but which I chose not to um, listen to. Uh, I was also going through a chronic illness. I'm dealing with um, Lyme. So I think I was at a very weak point um, physically and emotionally and really wanted to be loved so signs that I normally would have um, paid attention to, I chose not to. Okay, so chronic Lyme. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you were in a mentally and physically weakened state? 100%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that he took advantage of 100%. that? 100%. I think it was very comfortable for him. Even our first date, um, we went to the movies. I was so sick, I just fell asleep through the movie, and he kind of had to help carry me out. And instead of... he. He said that made him want to care for me more. So in my head, I'm like, wow, this knight in shining armor wants to care for me at my worst point. Um, Now looking back, I think that um, he saw that kind of as a way that I was very um, dependent. I think he was very comfortable with a dependent woman. Okay. Had he been in relationships before you? Yes. Okay. Do you know anything about those relationships? Did he tell you anything about them? Um, yeah. Those were kind of warning signs also. It was always someone else's fault. Mm. Um, there was someone caused him to do something, you know, or people always um, accused him of cheating, but he's never cheated. Um, just never really took much accountability for his part in anything. Did you feel that when you were with him that he stayed true to you? Was he loyal? No, I don't. Okay. Okay, so you've mentioned a couple of things that I find interesting. You know, the reason why we're talking about this is because Simone's not the only person out there that has suffered in an abusive relationship, whether it's physical or it's emotional, psychological. There's all kinds of abuse out there. And I think the question that most people ask, especially the ones that don't understand, is, well, why do you stay? Why did you stay? You know, I had, um, after a while, you start questioning your 
itself. You know, um, they're very charismatic normally, um, very good at kind of flipping the script. Um, I'm a very empathetic person, and I think sometimes I look at, um, I feel too much of what someone else is feeling, so it's very easy to pull me in. Uh, also, I had built this relationship with him, with his family and my family, and um, I felt responsible for everyone's happiness. You know, and I almost felt like, okay, maybe I'm not that happy, but we can overcome these things. You know, I just wanted to believe that it would get better. Even mm -hmm. though in my heart, I always knew it wasn't right. Um, I've never been physically scared of someone where I felt like I was going to die if I stayed. And I felt that with him. Well, you mentioned a couple of um, really key points. Actually, just pull in just a little more. <laughs> Sorry, she's, she's drifting away. No, I'm kidding. Um, you didn't feel like he was loyal? No, he would do. I mean, I would intentionally not... Um, um, question him a lot and I would um, even if there were things that didn't make sense to me because he would get such a reaction so I slowly um, started to pull back um, but he would like email other people you know I'd find things um, someone said um, he was breaking up with someone and this is while we were living together and I'm like how are you breaking up with someone we've been together a year prior and you're breaking up with somebody mm. so there was a lot of signs that this had not been a monogamous relationship. Um, I found like a receipt to a hotel. Okay. You know, just so there were there were signs mm -hmm. that you know he was. Mm -hmm. So you so you mentioned not loyal. He was your knight in shining armor. Yeah. <laughs> he was charismatic, mm -hmm. and you felt that somehow you could fix it. Right. I kept thinking that you know just to find someone that would love me. Um, when I was feeling so unlovable, I, I was putting a high priority on that. Um, and and someone that almost enjoyed me being sick. Right, because it was easy to take advantage because yeah. and, and he, he felt like you were weaker right. and that he could take advantage right. in that way. Right. So you were with him for how long? Um, we were together two and a half years. Okay. So those were not the best two and a half years of your life? I learned it so much. I'm sure you did. Um, like, I never truly understood um, being scared for my life. When people would say it, I always would think, oh, here, let me, should I move it a little bit? I can't see. Sure. Good. Um, good. Can you see? Yeah, it? we have a couple people watching. Hi. Hi, Pam. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to let everybody know, because I think this is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Simone was... <laughs> She really wanted to do the podcast, but didn't realize I was going to do Facebook Live. And she was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, no, no, it's going to be fine. So she's really out of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But I'm really proud of her because you're doing a great job. And <laughs> Thank you. Other people out there, and we have quite a few. Tammy, all my, all my friends are out there. Hi. <laughs> so you stayed for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. They weren't the best years of your life. No. Do you... So let's talk about the family dynamics a little bit. You said you have a daughter. I have a daughter, um, and he had a daughter, and they we have. I have a granddaughter, and he has grandkids. Okay. So I was really, I'm very family oriented. So I wanted to make this beautiful little family yeah, unit. A unit, right? Yeah. And so as I was doing that, I put a lot of time and energy into it. So um, leaving. I was looked as the one that broke up the family. So every time something would happen, I would leave. And instead of us addressing his issues, it was always, I'm a runner. You know, um, 
I thought you were just going to handle it or like it, it always got thrown back on me or minimized. I'm exaggerating. I'm lying. And so after a while, you start like second guessing your yourself. What was the um, what was the breaking point? What made you come here? <laughs> um, the last fight was we were in the car. Um, I could just tell his energy was someplace else. And um, so I'm laying on the bed when we get home, and there's a text message from a woman saying, I can't wait to lay in bed next to you. So I was like, it's inappropriate. So I questioned him on it. He literally, like, gr grabs my phone, throws it, you know, calls me a whore, um, completely projecting, you know. Right. Thing. So he took, he took your questioning which was legit and threw it back on you yeah. and so it's your fault it's my fault I'm, okay. I'm i'm trying to ruin things i'm um i'm putting my nose where it shouldn't be you know and i was like i actually wasn't this came across your phone and um and so we kind of separated for a while and then i was in the room and i was like i'm just i was just done you know but i wasn't i wouldn't say i was 100 percent, but i was going to get out of the house and so as I'm getting ready to get out of the house, you know, to leave, um, he tells me, you make me so mad. And he's um, putting his hand to my head and, you know, doing this with, he'd used guns before, um, but he's going to shoot me and um, he's going to punch me in the face. And this is a big man. He's a police officer. Um, so has a very intimidating presence. Um, and even though that was the least abusive he'd been, it to me was the thing I normally would cower um, and I would back down this time I didn't. I was like, go ahead and shoot me. You know, shoot me, punch me. Like at that point, I didn't care. It's like, I'm gonna die if I stay in here and um, at least let me die with some pride. Right, I, I get that. I, I think I think most people would, mm -hmm. would get that. So, so he basically threatened you with a gun Mm -hmm. Did he do that more than once? More than once, yeah. A number so, of times. So when you decided to leave, was that a tough decision? Um, very tough because um, everyone was telling me I was ruining the family. I was being overdramatic. Um, he doesn't mean these things. You know, he just says them out of anger. But it's like, for how long are you contending a relationship where someone's dishonest and threatens to kill you you know it's, right it's easy for someone else to say but when someone's threatening to kill you again and again and again no after, it's I after a while yeah, yeah no sure well so did did, did you live in fear 100 yeah. percent. every time he was angry I would leave in fear every time he was upset even we had a dog and he would get uptight like all my energy would just yeah shrivel up, shrivel you just, up. right mm -hmm. how did your daughter react when you left um, she's livid at me. Mm -hmm. So she blames you. Mm -hmm. So have you talked to him since you left? Um, I did a couple times and he's just like, you know, I love you. I would do anything for you. I'm so sorry. But it's like the same. It's the same thing. So I'm so thing. sorry, but it, it keeps you continuing. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're sorry for what? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So do you feel that your daughter will come around at some point? Yes. I so, do. So you think it's like a time thing? She just needs time to... Mm -hmm. I do. I think it's hard because he's a very giving man in the, in, as long as you're not in a, in a um, relationship with him. Because we were supposed to get married mm, 
So we were actually, through all this, I'm still engaged. I'm saying I'm going to get married. Is this abuse that's going on? So I kept progressing the relationship as I knew. That it was in your heart, you knew it was not in the right place. Mm -hmm. So your granddaughter, is she young? Two years old. Okay, so she's young. She's not going to remember any of this, obviously. hopefully not. No, I I doubt it. Mm Does he know you're not coming back? Do you feel confident that you're not going back? 100%, yeah. And um, I, I I, will never heal. Um, I didn't realize how much of my illness was just from being in an emotionally and physically abusive relationship. Just leaving, um, my health has, is so much better. You know, I'm I, sure. Stress factor's been stress, removed. Yes, yeah. I can't believe how much that was holding me down. Do you feel that... Had you been in an abusive relationship before? Never to this extent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that there... What was in you necessarily that drew you to him? I was so weak. Okay. I was weak, and I think um, even though... um, Also someone saying that um, all the things you want to hear, even though you know... Like deep down I knew that... Not that they were a lie, but... That's kind of the way they reel you in, you know, is... It sort of reminds me a tad of, uh, I hate to bring up somebody that, you know, Jerry Sandusky, who basically... Oh, mm -hmm, Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. he's not the only one. I'm going to bring him up just because we all know who he is. Right, right. And I actually read uh, one of the books that one of his victims wrote. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the, the kid's name. It was called Silent No More. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't have to write anything specific about the abuse itself. Mm-hmm. He wrote about how Jerry was able to mold. Mold, they mold you. They mold mm-hmm. you. Like he he purposely picked boys that had no father figure. Yes. Okay. And he gets the, the mother to buy into this and without ever knowing what's going on until it's been going on so long. So the fact that the kid wrote this book showed a significant amount of strength to be oh able to gosh. pull up his big boy pants and say, hey, yes. this happened to me. And if you read it, it's touching in a lot of ways because it took a lot of strength for him to write that book. I couldn't even imagine. No. Just, so just imagine. So... You're not writing a book, but you're talking to people out there. <laughs> I, I am. And I think, um, like, I physically, I know that if I would have stayed with my daughter, stayed there, I would have kept going back. Right. Um, so when people say running, like, like I was kind of running for my life, you know, just to regain, you know, um, just my life. Uh, and... I see that as a sense of power where they're saying, you know, I feel like I was taking back my power as opposed to um, running for, I was running from something that's very dysfunctional. Yes, extremely. Mm-hmm. And um, and just not the way I want to live my life. You know? And you have that choice. Yes. You have that choice. We all have that yes. choice. We can live the way we want to live or we can live. In fact, you mentioned a word before. Compromising your integrity. Compromising again and again and again. Right. I'm very big on um, honesty, transparency in a relationship. Those are like my biggest things. I can deal with dysfunction. I need transparency and honesty and to be working towards something. But but I knew from the beginning there was no transparency, you know, and I knew that. Um, and also uh, just the core value, like. 
he, he showed the, the abuse, you know, mm -hmm. like I've never been one to take abuse. I've never, I've always been a fighter. You know, I came from a really hard childhood and I've always learned to fight my way out. And this is the first time I felt like I just kind of cowered through. And it's like, that's not who I am. And, but I understand now. I always, I, I never understood why women dealt with that. And I get it now, mm -hmm. you know, so. I think that the longer that you're away, as more time mm -hmm. goes by, your strength is going to build. I, I agree. And I also want to say something else because I think it's important. <laughs> I don't know. We keep veering out. Sorry. <laughs> um, you're with your sister. Yes. Who's who, a mo Oh, my God. Because I do well with affirmations. Uh, mm -hmm. like Positivity. Positivity. Mm -hmm. I thrive in positivity. You put me in a positive environment and I'll just... But you put me in negative, like, sludgy crap. Right. And uh, you become sludgy, sludgy crap. crap. I hate to say that. Yeah. But aren't you... Who you hang with, oh, doesn't that make all the difference oh in the world? Oh my gosh! Yes, 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 yes. So you're you're actually with your sister, yes, and you're smiling. Mm -hmm. I just I really just met Simone a week ago, and the, <laughs> and when I met her, first of all, Carla talks mm -hmm. praises she's you anyway, and she's she's also she's a cheerleader, but she's also very strong, very, and strong. she's very empowering herself, a hundred percent. So when you stay with her oh your God. your strength is just going to gather and that's all we do is empower hold ourselves accountable like um build 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 and it's like just like dealing with this i don't know if anyone's dealt with an autoimmune like fibromyalgia or any type of autoimmune because it's an invisible illness, a lot of people don't see you don't it. see it, yeah. right? And so it's kind of a um, lonely disease, and just having someone in there that believes in you has built you. I mm -hmm. mean, how imperative that is to healing. And well, I'm looking at it as you're now building a solid foundation, yes, on strength and positivity, mm -hmm. as opposed to where you were in the negativity land, right. which which all did was bring you down. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it. So when I look you, back now, I'm like, what was I doing? Well, okay, so, but you came out of it. I did. So, what advice would you give to other women who are in? You could be in an abusive relationship with a spouse, mm -hmm. a friend, a friend, parents. Yes. Okay. Parents, family so, members. Exactly. Okay. I mean, just not only just a spouse. Although that seems to be because you're living together and you're under the same roof. Mm -hmm. It just, it just seems to thrive. What advice would you give to women out there who are suffering with some kind of abuse and are scared shitless to do something about it? Um, fear is a big one. Fear is a big one, and it is, it, it's it's scary. You're making a big step. Um, I guess everyone deals with it differently, but is to keep talking, to share with someone what's going on, because um, I think sometimes we're very embarrassed. You know, it's mm -hmm. embarrassing. Um, and then um, to be more objective, like, I would never, ever um, tell someone else to go through that site. Like, I would never, ever accept that for someone else, so why was I allowing it for myself? And then uh, sometimes... Even if it, there's always a way out. Like I was, I left my job. Um, I left my house. I left most of my belongings. Um, but my salvation, you know, like um, was more important than all of those things. Right. Your life meant my more life important meant than more. Than the, yeah, exactly. Right. And so I, uh, 
there's always a way out there even when you feel there isn't there is and sometimes that means just if it's getting in your car packing up and getting out um i i felt really really stuck you know and i i wasn't it was in my mind or are you stuck in your mind stuck in my mind because you know and i'm not i'm not um dissing anybody who's been in an abusive relationship because mm-hmm. unfortunately you hear about these things mm-hmm. on the news mm-hmm. you know someone came out of an abusive relationship and they go right back they go back and and i never really understood why and i'm probably not alone on that one yeah. but i really believe that you are you're used to that yes it's, it's what you're used to so even if it sucks it's what you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's on the outside because you haven't been on the outside. Right. So you go back to something that's abusive because that's what you know. That's what you know. And they are loyal, maybe. I mean, yeah. Charismatic. Charismatic. They say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and yet the same behavior continues. And they blame you, so it's a lot of blaming. It's a you lot. Know, well, it's the blame you game. You caused me. You know, well, you did this, and, you, and so you really start second-guessing yourself. I just have a big issue with people not taking ownership of their own shit. <laughs> right. It's a hundred. But I even hear people that kill somebody. They'll be like, well, they did this. I'm like, right. it's a, it doesn't matter. You know, you're not allowed to kill your pregnant wife. Like, no, no I get it. Option. It's So I just, and, and I'm guilty of this myself, and I try to call myself out on it mm-hmm. when I see it, when I think to myself, well, you know, it's just easier to blame somebody else. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just easy. Oh, he did, she did it, someone else mm-hmm. did it. I didn't have mm-hmm. anything to do with it. When in reality, you're the common denominator. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's why I have empathy for women that live in the, that kind of environment where they're being abused, whether it's physically or emotionally, and they keep going back because they feel stuck. You feel stuck. I can't leave because I have three children. Mm-hmm. I have a house. I have a car. How's this going to affect everyone else? Yeah. How- yeah. It's always about, well, that's compromising your integrity, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Because I guess what I need, my emotional health, is less important than... Right. Done my house, my children, and I'm not saying those things aren't important. I'm just saying that when it comes down to the line, am I going to leave because I'm going to be safer right. and in a better place, and or am I going to stay and possibly get shot? shot? And what am I teaching my children and my That's grandchildren? That's so true. You're, you're you right. You know, I'm teaching. You're teaching you know? them it's okay mm-hmm. to stay in something that's shitty, shitty. and sucky mm-hmm. because even do you think your daughter knew or she's really was not didn't know anything? I think. She, yeah, she knew, but, um, like, I would tell her, and she knew, but there was a way, um, you almost don't want to believe it about someone that you've gone That you like, to. right. Yeah, and... Because, um, so, in other words, he did, doesn't treat anybody no. else. Right. So, they, they're really seeing, like, this you, no. and they think that you're quitting, and mm-hmm. you're running away. Right. Because all they see is what he's projected right. to them, which right. is this perfect goodness of a human being right so it makes what you're saying like is she for real yeah (laughs) really come on now it is it's yeah it's it's surreal when you're talking to people you're like is anyone hearing what i'm saying or um yeah it it, it actually makes you feel um 
even worse. I mean, it really makes you feel worthless because you're feeling worthless because someone's you're allowing someone to do this to you, and then you're sharing with certain people, and they're kind of minimizing it also. Do you um, feel stronger now? Hundred mm, percent. Okay. And even with dealing with my daughter, it's like I'm boundaries. I'm like that was unacceptable. You right. know, like this is no. You know, one time someone saying they're going to shoot you in the head. One time someone bring out a gun. One time, you know, to me, like I need transparency. I'm not going to deal with. I just don't have time. No, well, you don't have time, but you also think about the amount of stress that's been taken oh, off of my your life. life. Huge. And you know that this, the really sad thing about this is that he will probably never change. I don't know if he's capable of it. Okay, because he doesn't see himself the way you see him. He sees himself as... I don't understand why she left. I was nothing but good to her. Right. You know, and so if you... He thought it was okay to just put a gun to your head. <laughs> I'm just asking. Like, even the punching, like, he'd be like, I didn't punch you. I was punching the couch next to your face. I'm like, but you hit my elbow. And I'm like, why am I even having this conversation right. with him? Right. I don't want to be with someone that's even raising their fist to me. Right. You know, so he doesn't like, even recognize the abuse it's himself. It's always your fault. Right. Someone else's fault. And it's I did always. this because. Because you caused because it. Because you too. caused it. Because right. you're nosing through my stuff. You're, you know what I mean? You're insecure. You're, it, it always goes back to you. I just want to pull this up a little closer and see if anybody, does anyone, hi Dallas, how are you? That is my honey's Aww, granddaughter. Hi. And Tammy, it's maturity. I'm going to read some things okay. that are on here. It's maturity and a lot of self-development that we learn to take ownership of our mistakes in life. Mm -hmm. That's that's very true. Mm -hmm. Does anyone have any questions while we're on here? Because it's a good time to ask them. Bring them on. Okay. And also, I had to have ownership that I was choosing to be in an unhealthy relationship. Um, and once I realized that this was my choice, yes, it actually gave me power. You know, I'm like, I'm choosing to stay here so I can choose to leave. <laughs> and um, also to own my part in it, too. Because I think we both do play a part in it. You know, you... Um, well, it takes two people to make a relationship work, right? Right. right. But and when one is abusive and the other one is... Continues to stay. You're continues to stay. Or fearful. It, that relationship, as it is, continues to thrive. Yes. For his benefit, because yes. it works for him. It works. And then it didn't work for you anymore. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gl I'm glad you're out. And I think Me that um, there are a, a lot of people out there that are dealing with abuse in some way. So... I'm, I'm going to end this, what okay. we talked about, on the fact that you are stronger yes, and mentally healthier 100%. since you left, 100%. and that's only going to continue. Yes. You're building a solid foundation. Yes. So I'm, that's so cool. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with Thank me. Thank you for allowing me to. So, so would you do it again? Yes. I All right. Yay. Makeup on and dress up. I didn't know it was live. I'm yeah. like, what? She goes, oh, my God. I have no makeup on. Can I, by all means, fix yourself? Oh, so. and I've never gone live in my life. I don't no, even but it's cool. It's they, awesome. These are just, yeah. you know, people that are watching and, awesome. and interested. And anyway, if anyone has stories to tell or share about abusive relationships, if you've lived through one, how you got away from one, I'd love to hear about it and share it with other people. You can go on kickitwithdonna.com. And you can listen to my other episodes. And I will be having a whole bunch of podcasts in July on freedom. And in fact, I'm doing another one tomorrow with Marjorie Miller, who is the 
head of Great Girls Network, which is like a fantastic group of women. And she's, we're going to call it the big F. (laughs) (laughs) Not that F. (laughs) It's the F is freedom. Freedom from being a helpaholic. Mm. I'm guilty. That's a good one. Uh, She's guilty. And she's going to talk about Mm. experiences that she's gone through to alleviate that. I hate to call it a phobia. It's like this obsession that sometimes women have that just, Mm. you know, I have to help this person. I have to help them do this and that. When really it's their shit Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Like you're almost doing them a disservice by helping them. Yes. I like the way you put that. That's true. So that's going to be tomorrow. And uh, anyway, and I'll have another one at the end of July. I'm not sure what I'm going to have it on. You have anybody have any suggestions? Freedom from something? But anyway, kickitwithdonna.com. I also have two books out on the market that you can purchase there. One is called Headstrong, Surviving a Traumatic Brain Injury Without Losing My Mind, which is about an accident I had nine years ago. And then my second book is called Heartstrong, Overcome Obstacles and Live Life to the Fullest. So I had to dig deep for that one. I went back to childhood and through my marriage, and I tried to end every chapter on a positive note because I really believe that good things come out of shit. Mm -hmm. Something shitty happens, you go, oh my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened. I agree. Do you feel like something good came out of the shit? Okay, and it's going to get better. Yes. Uh, Also, you can check me out on Facebook or Instagram at Kick It With Donna. And I'm also, my podcast can be heard on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. So I would love to hear your comments, share stories. You can uh, email me at Donna at kickitwithdonna.com. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd like to share your stories. If, if you'd like me to do that, we'll do it. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me. See you next week. <laughs>